What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Deer Vane Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Heller, and today we got Brennan and Aaron. People just call them JP. Yep. <laughs> what does uh uh what does JP stand for? Uh, well, it's not really PG, so we can't really go into it. <laughs> certainly, certainly not a uh, PG podcast. It is Jizz Pack. Yeah, it is Jizz Pack. Uh, gave it to me. Yeah, and not for the reason you think. <laughs> no, 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 it's actually pretty, pretty easy, pretty simple. Long story, but my my last name is super messed up. So, Brennan gave me the last or the nickname of Jizz Pack, like a couple of days after meeting him, and uh, it pretty much has stuck for the last like six years. So everyone just calls me JP for short because it's a lot easier. And when people are around at trade shows and we have to be PG. It's a lot better than St. Jizz Pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you ever look up uh, Aaron's last name, it's got a bunch of Y's and C's and Z's in it. So you're just like, I don't know what the hell that looks, means. <laughs> looks like Skrizz Pack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and today, guys, we're we're talking turkeys because uh, these two guys are with Breaking Point TV. And how many turkeys did you guys kill like last season? Just your crew. I, I don't know. I don't even like know. Thir- like 30, probably close to 30. Um, I'd say ballpark 25, 20, yeah, 25. Yeah. I'm trying to think what we killed during the last season last year. Did we stop 12? We stopped at eight. Eight? Yeah. Eight. Oh. Yeah. Seeing these guys. So for everybody listening, the breaking point, they have this Wisconsin. You guys, like, okay, how about you guys lay out how Wisconsin lays out the rules so that you guys have the beat down at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, so Wisconsin's got uh, – well, they've got a draw system. And it used to be back when we started hunting, when I was 12 years old, you don't you could only draw one turkey tag a season. And uh, that was it. They got six seasons. They're, uh, they used to be five days long. They used to be Wednesday through Sunday. And then nobody could hunt Monday, Tuesday. But then I don't know how many years ago. It was probably – Around the time I was in high school, they switched it to uh, where you could buy leftover tags. And so now it is you put in for the draw, which essentially the only draw seasons anymore are first and second week. And then you can buy over-the-counter tags for most of the zones for third, fourth, fifth, and sixth week. So you can essentially draw one of the first two and buy the last four and hunt five out of the six weeks if you're lucky. Yeah. But what we do is uh, typically those mid, mid-seasons, mid they'll sell out fairly quick. But the last couple, we try to stack a handful of tags in our pockets. And that, that last week of the season, we call it the beatdown. We don't typically hunt the entire season. It's seven days long, but we usually try to hunt two or three days pretty hard and kill as many birds as we can. <laughs> It's kind of our <laughs> grand finale for the spring. We uh, try to do conventional setups where we're calling birds into the decoys, you know, the first four or five weeks. And then that last week, the gloves come off and we get aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it's just no holds bar. And the thing is, is for those turkey tags, you can buy one a day. Hey, a yep. day, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in theory, like, you know, if you started buying leftover tags right away, 
I mean, you could buy 15. I mean, you could buy 30 of them if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I remember remember watching one of you guys' videos, and right after one of you killed one, you just, like, went online and were like, oh, got to get another one for later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Usually now we we all come in with, well, these guys do most of the time. I film for them, but a lot of times they'll go in with a set number. Like, everyone gets two or everyone gets three and we're not once that's done we're done (laughs) right right just gets out of hand (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude some of those photos that you guys post at the end of the year i remember that one with the you guys were all on a tractor you had like 12 birds on it or something over the course of four days 14 yeah 2014 i think we said no no yeah 14 birds birds in two and that was our record yeah that was our record (laughs) yeah that's just wild so yeah, that's why we're talking to these guys about killing turkeys is because they they kill them. Um, and uh, disclaimer, so nobody gets all wound up. We're hunting a very large area. Yeah. We're not going in and flattening any flocks on <laughs> any farms. We're you know picking a bird here or there, maybe two birds, but for the most part, we're hunting like thirty miles. I mean, it's a huge, huge, huge area. So I don't want to piss anyone off thinking we're. <laughs> And we're eating these birds. We're cleaning them. We're, yeah. What we usually do is, actually, Mike's dad, he uh, he used to own a grocery store, so he's got all the equipment to make, like, brats and burger and all that stuff, and that's nice. kind of what we, we throw it all into a big pot, and, and we eat the food. We don't want people thinking that we're just going out there and chilling. <laughs> Slamming birds and then just leaving them to lay. No. <laughs> no. No, yeah, that's 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 a good point. Um but you led into, I got a bunch of questions here for you guys. And I kind of want to, usually I have a conversation style podcast. And today I wanted to go over a, a few questions, but you led into one of them pretty good, which is like, you said like you like to do like the ground blind thing. And, and for most of the season, then in the end is just like gloves off and, and you go after them. What, um, what is your guys's favorite way, each of you to like hunt birds? Like, if you had the option, if someone was like, Hey, you got three days to go, how are you going to do it? I mean, early in the year, it's, it's hands down. I mean, and even now, like getting aggressive with them, is fun. But if I could draw up the perfect Turkey hunt, it's, you know, sit down, put your decoys at 20 yards. They, you know, come into the call, gobbling, strutting, beat the shit out of the decoy and you shoot them. I mean, that's the perfect Turkey hunt to me, but it's also, when you get late in this, you know, in late in the season, these birds, a lot of the times are, they're not coming to the calls like they were. They're not coming to the decoys. They're shying away from them. So a lot of times we get aggressive and it's pretty much like reaping turkeys. We've kind of got our own style with a decoy that Mike kind of came up with. And then we've, you know, revamped it as we've, as we've learned what works and what doesn't work. And that's pretty much all we do the last week. We'll try, you know, setups off the roost in the morning and then it's run and gun with the dominator. So <laughs> the dominator. <laughs> and for people listening, what is the what is the dominator? I don't know if we got one sitting around here, but it's oh, essentially it's... uh a strutter decoy mounted on top of a hard hat. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And in your, in your guys, I, I love it because in your videos, you guys are just like 
someone sitting way back like in the woods line right and then you just like watch you crawl out there <laughs> just belly crawling with a decoy on your head and you'll see these times some of them will burn off but yeah. a lot of them will just like look at you and just come running right over to you yeah yeah it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of mixed bag some birds want nothing to do with it other birds they just turn and run on a dime it, it kind of yeah. all depends like tonight we actually busted it out tonight on a bird and he uh he just kept like that 70 yard bubble in between us. He had five hens with him and he just kept himself between us and the hens and kind of kept that, you know, just outside of gun range and just wasn't having it. But uh, I don't know. It seems like right at the tail end of the season, when we bust that thing out is when these birds get really aggressive for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because most of the hens are on the nest most of the day or what it is, but that last week, it seems like their attitude just, it changes for whatever reason. This this fourth and fifth season, which we're in right now, is usually kind of slow for us typically. But for, for whatever reason, I have no idea why it is that last week, something just like a light switch and these birds just are ornery and it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, all the ladies are, ladies are laying eggs. There's very few left. <laughs> I'm fighting for them. Sure. Uh, and that's a, that's a great point. So, and for the last few seasons right now, today is what is today, May, May 17th. So this season will run until, let me just pull up the calendar fourth here. Fourth season will end tomorrow. Tomorrow's okay. the last day of the fourth week. Yeah. So, yep. And then the fifth week is the 19th to the 25th of May. And then the sixth week season F is the 26th to the 1st. Yep. So, and I've, and as you know, it kind of like pisses me off, but I love it about Wisconsin is we're one of the last States to start Turkey hunting, but we're also the last state to like end. So we usually have yep. a lot of stuff left over. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Cause typically when we're just starting to get like hard into it, like now everyone else is like pulling the plug. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> spending time on the golf course, spending time out on the boat, fishing. Last thing they're worried about is turkey hunting. And we're like full bore right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have, I have six season uh, around me. And it's funny because, like, so zone two, which makes up like essentially Milwaukee, the east side of Madison, up to like damn near southern Green Bay, it's like this huge, you know, southeastern half of the state. Like that, those tags sell out um, like within the first week, pretty much. First week or two, those things sell out, all the leftover tags. The southwestern half of the state, which is zone one, which is huge as well, goes up to like from the west side of Madison all the way up to La Crosse and all the way down. Like that place has nobody, is very rural population, tons of birds, and you can go get F tags there all day. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I mean, I have one tag left for zone, zone two F, which is the end, the last season and, and kind of that Milwaukee area. Um, and then I have, I, I, if I kill one right away on the first day or second day, I'll grab another tag for zone one and go down to the property. But, uh, yeah, last year I just had, I had very little last year was, was weird because we had, I remember we had snow like during B season. Yeah. Right, we had like a few inches of snow and I did not find any birds last year down at our property. So this year, 
and I always find birds right out here on the public. And it seems like I never run into another hunter. Like, I don't know if people are just afraid of getting shot turkey hunting or what, but like there's days where I see strutters in the fields on public and there's no one in the parking lots. And I'm like, well, let me just pull in right over here. You know, it makes me think I'm trespassing. Like, is this closed right now or something? <laughs> are you hunting? Are you hunting weekdays or on the weekends or mix? Um, I, I hunt a lot of week. I try to hunt weekdays, but even so I went out Sunday morning, um, the day before. So I got a bird on a Monday and I went on Sunday and I heard one gunshot and there was still nobody in the parking lot. So, and I've never run into another turkey hunter out there. It's just, it's weird, but I don't, I don't care. It's my, my own personal honey hole. I run into birds and no one's out there and it's like 800 acres. So like, it's a lot of just run and gun and I just fuck up all the time, but I just keep going <laughs> like, all right, I screwed up those two birds over there. I'm going to go over here now. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. And that's like, I mean, you guys mentioned that, like you're hunting across like 30, 30 40 miles yeah so i bet i'm sure during that f season it's just like find them try them is it is that what it's like it's like find them get after them if they don't go on on we go we're constantly in the vehicle driving around especially during the beat down we don't get out of the vehicle unless we see a bird to go after like it's essentially there's no terrain around here it's you know flat ground there's timber and there's fields so most of the time when they're in the fields, you can get a visual on them because, you know, it's just square blocks. You just, keep yeah. and we're doing big loops and we actually use like our sharing or our location sharing on base maps. So we can, cause usually we split up in different vehicles. We can see where the other vehicles at and we're just <laughs> doing loops. I mean, over this huge area. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just... I mean, even today, I mean, what do we put on for miles today? I mean, a lot of times, even in the early seasons, we're, we're doing the same thing, but we're not bringing out the dominator. So if we see a bird on a field, we're trying to backdoor them, set up in the woods, and then call them, you know, to a, a traditional setup. Um, sure. But then obviously the beat down, yeah, that just gets out of hand. You spot a bird and figure out how you're going to get out in the field with them and yeah. see if he, if he reacts the way you want him to. Most of the hunts just have like a, are like, you know, 15 to 20 minute hunts. You get out of the yeah. vehicle, you show them the dominator. They either like it or they don't get back in the vehicle. Keep going. Other one. So, <laughs> it just all day. Sometimes you just film it right from the truck. Just not even. Oh, no, no. That don't. I mean, there's been times film where. Film it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, there's been times where like, we'll drop, you know, two guys off cameraman, the hunter, and then the other guys, you know, can park in a spot a mile away and watch it, which is pretty sweet, you know? Yeah. Like, just see what exactly happens. What's going on. Yeah. 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 I just, I just imagine like Dylan, Dylan goes, I don't even get out of the truck to shed hunt and Brennan's all about <laughs> it. I just imagine Dylan on like by the, the eighth or ninth bird, like I'll just I'll just use the the window mount right here. We'll just yeah. we'll just do it right here. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of evolved like me. Typically, it's me and Mansell and Mark. We kind of started the beat down back in 2014 ish, something like that. And then Dylan and JP have since joined, and those guys 
they've shot bird. I don't know if JP's ever no. carried the gun during the beatdown, but Dylan shot a couple. But those guys okay. are typically the the cameramen. Yeah. It's their job's harder than ours is. I mean, we're throwing a turkey on our head, crawling out in the field. These guys got to try to make it look good on camera. So their <laughs> their job's harder than ours for sure. <laughs> nice so and and you mentioned this earlier so tonight you guys just like went out went for a hunt and you just like ended up getting on an evening bird yeah we've got a bird <laughs> you it's opened a can of worms here uh, right, right where, when brennan right. called me earlier he sounded a little pissed off i was like you get oh, him yeah. he was like no <laughs> <laughs> so mansell's got some family property here in central wisconsin and kind of a main block it's kind of the central location of you know where we're hunting and there's a bird out there we uh we tried killing him last year several times and he just outsmarted us and now he's kind of figured out all the tricks we got in the bag and you think uh, it's the same bird oh yeah we know it is because he hangs out exactly in the same spot comes off the roost in the same spot he's just a dickhead yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean we've We've tried, I actually missed him last week. We've, you know, tried pretty much hunting him like you'd hunt a deer. Like we've, he doesn't decoy. He doesn't come to the call. And it's, it's gotten to the point. We busted the <laughs> dominator out on him today and he still kept his distance. He had five hens and uh, I don't know. I missed him. <laughs> I thought he was closer last week and I took a pop shot at him at 60 and we were pretty much deer hunting him. We knew which way he was going, and we got in front of him. And I did—he's just making every bird in this block smarter just by being around. So we're trying to kill him in the worst way. He's our top, <laughs> our top bird. We've named him Osama. He's the top of the hit list. Oh yeah, yeah. We nicknamed him Osama because he's got a big target on his head. <laughs> so the block, the block that he lives in, we we just jokingly call it Baghdad. So. <laughs> He was, he's on the, Sama's on the east side of Baghdad tonight, and he's yeah. coming down in the south it, courtyard. This bird is just, it's ridiculous. how many run-ins have we had with him this year? I mean, honestly, it's dozens of times we've probably played him, with him. I had him at 70 yards for over an hour tonight, and uh, oh my god, it's just, yeah, I missed him last week. He's Mike got, he's got shot call. with an arrow. Yep, I watched one of the – there's another guy that can hunt the neighboring property. I actually watched it from the road. The guy wounded him with a bow. I mean, I shot, when I shot him at 60, we played the video back, and my, my pattern just sprayed him, like just sprayed him and didn't even – He didn't even flinch. He didn't even flinch. <laughs> I don't know if he's got armor or what, but – I remember lacing one off at a public land bird that was flying away from me. I tried to creep up on him and he got up and flew and I shot and all you hear is all the pellets just hit him. Didn't even, didn't even flinch. Just kept flapping away. I was like, it was like, it was messed up when I shot him. He was, he was strutting. He would not drop strut, but he, he was turned sideways and his head was fully exposed. And you see my pattern just like spray him like evenly his head body everything he doesn't even flinch <laughs> you gotta be shitting oh my god so are you guys gonna so in terms of like are you gonna keep trying to kill that bird or are you just like i'm done no 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 no, no. we don't <laughs> give up on a bird until he's dead i think tonight after seeing how he reacted to the dominator i think we're gonna throw that tactic out the window and we're just gonna have to hunt him like a deer 
I mean, there's enough wood lines and corners and points that he frequently goes around and shit. I think eventually if we get in front of him, right place, right time, I think we can just get him to walk, you know, pretty close to us and shoot him without decoys yeah. falling or anything. Nothing. So yeah. It ain't gonna be it ain't gonna be pretty, but we're gonna kill him. <laughs> Dude, as long as as long as it gets done, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Especially once beatdown hits, then it's game on. Because yeah. oh, the way we the way we go into the beatdown is kind of one of the things that Brennan and Mike and and uh, Mark came up with when they first started it was we have five seasons to film the greasiest hunts we can. The last one, the beat down, we're trying to get it on film, but if we don't, we don't. This one's <laughs> but, for us. You yeah. know, because there's a lot of birds on our shit list by the time the beat down <laughs> comes and it's it's do or die <laughs> kind of thing, you know. If there's yeah. a chance, we gotta kill them before we're worried about filming them. So yeah. Oh, I bet. And that's interesting because a lot of like, I'm not a, a very avid turkey hunter. Like, I mean, I run around, my thing is run and gun and I just screw up all the time. Eventually some, eventually a turkey runs into my shotgun shell. Like that's just how it works. <laughs> yep. Um, So I'm not a good caller and I just bought decoys the other year. I didn't even use decoys previously. I just kind of call, find them and just run and gun. I always say to myself, like, I spend enough time in the deer stand. I don't need to sit in the woods for two hours or three hours at a crack. Like I'm, I'm off and moving, you know? Yep. Um, so it's interesting that you guys say like, there's enough birds on your shit list or we know this is a bird because like as a non-avid hunter, I don't think, I feel like every time I see a turkey, it's a different bird. Cause there isn't a, uh, sometimes there's not a lot of defining characteristics, right? Like the one, I think you shot it. I watched one of your episodes, your like semi-live episodes. You shot that one with the messed up tail fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that's a defining characteristic, right? But like there is, I and actually now that I say that, there was a bird that I hunted. He always roosted right next to the parking lot and I couldn't get to him unless I had walked two miles from a different parking lot and I wasn't going to do it. So I got up at like 3 a.m., and I ended up shooting them at like 50 yards, but it was just a, a spray pattern, just like you were saying. I don't even, like, this is how bad I am at turkey hunting is I don't even know what kind of choke I have in my gun type of thing, okay? <laughs> so, like, so, like, I go, I buy the three and a half inch shell. I got a three and a half inch gun, and I just, I go, right? So, um, this this bird, I shot him at like 50 yards, and it's just like, pop, 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 pop. And I was like, what the fuck was that? You know, and I never, <laughs> never saw him again or anything, but, uh, but he was, he was in that same area. So you guys essentially are like, I mean, you're seeing the same birds over and over. How do you know that they are the same birds? We're driving past these properties. Like today we, we did our loop for the most part. We didn't hit every spot, but we're driving past these spots four or five times a day. We know there's two strutters that come out in this field we know there's three strutters here we know there's osama over here you know and then i mean we don't name them all right osama he's different but we <laughs> we've seen a bird today he's missing his middle middle yeah. feather and his tail fan so call him michael strahan like strahan with a gap in his gap teeth. tooth man yeah so it's just you know shit like that i mean you don't know each one but you you 
you see them enough that you're like, yeah, those are the three that we see here every day, you know, and all the time. Yeah. It's From, just a lot of the times we see them out in these fields. And if they're not in a spot where we, you know, can make a good move on them where we feel like we have a good chance at killing them. We don't even mess with them. Like if they're in the back corner, we can't get there. All right. We'll just wait for them. You know, maybe tomorrow they'll be in a better spot. So we'll just leave. We won't even mess with them. And we do that a lot. You know, if the birds ain't in a good spot to have a high percentage opportunity, we just leave them be and uh, wait for them to pop out somewhere else. and, And then we try to make it count. So so then you guys hunt these birds like all day for the most part now that we're getting later in the year it's hot during the middle of the day so a lot of times we'll hunt hard till 10 11 o'clock then we'll take off you know three four hours and then we won't start hunting again until you know three four in the afternoon when they start coming back out to the fields yeah so then a lot of a lot of people what they'll do is like i have two or three buddies that are like this they'll they'll wake their ass up at 3 a.m They'll get out there. They'll get all set up. They'll be like, Oh, I'm not hearing any gobbles. You know, it's four 30. I'm not hearing anything. And, uh, and then maybe they'll see one. Maybe they'll hear a gobble. They'll sit until 7. AM and they'll be like, well, fuck it. There ain't nothing going on. I'm out. Right. And then they go out and go, you know, bluegill fishing or bass fishing, whatever, <laughs> what have you. Yeah. Right? If we did that, we would not shoot anything. <laughs> <laughs> we suck at roost hunting. We'll <laughs> <laughs> Our roost hunt percentage is like we've killed two. We've killed two off the roost this year, and that's probably the best year we've had in <laughs> the last eight years. Like we we kill most of our birds, especially in the earlier seasons, between like nine and noon is when we kill the majority of our birds. Yeah. So. Okay. So and I killed mine at eight forty-five. So yeah. we usually get up and do the roost hunts just for a participation reward, but. <laughs> Dude i don't yeah. know it's, i was i was very close to doing a, a great roost hunt but then the bush light from the night before <laughs> let me know that it was time to do other things yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but it worked out great because i ended up i ended up figuring out that morning like the, these gobblers just worked away from me and worked through this swamp over to kind of like a, a brushy island type deal. And then they just stayed on that thing. So I knew, so I went there the next morning and I just, instead of even trying to go through the swamp, I just went to that brushy area and they just came, they just came kind of right to me. You know, I kind of just set up in front of them, but I dropped the decoys and um, one of the bird that I d- ended up killing, he just hung at like 80 yards. I knew he saw the decoys because when I was laying on the ground, setting them up, one of them just kept spinning, right? When you set them on those little sticks and I was trying to get it to not spin anymore. And I look over and his head's up, you know, looking, (laughs) looking over at me. And I'm like, uh, and he put his head down, you know how they do that? Like head down, head up thing to like double check. So I waited like a second. He didn't pick his head back up. I crawled back into the woods. He didn't come in for an hour after that. (laughs) He did end up coming into the decoy. Yeah. So like over the course of that hour, um, I had a hen come to like 10 yards and the decoys were just set up in kind of this on the edge of this open trail. It's on the edge of a railroad tracks and he was on the railroad track. So that's how I, that's how I kind of worked my way into him. Um, and so I set up the decoys and then 
I would like, I waited 20 minutes. I called real soft call and I suck again. I suck at calling. <laughs> I'm just like, pop, 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 pop. and that was it. That's all I did. Cause I knew he was like right there. I just needed him to like get some curiosity going, you know? Yeah. Um, so then after like 20 minutes, uh, nothing happened. So I kind of get crept out to the edge of this wood line and there's like, I don't know, like a, a 10 yard gap between the the railroad tracks and the woods so my decoys are in that gap and i am back in the woods so i kind of crawl out to the gap uh i look down i don't see him i kind of half do that half stand up and i see his tail fan so i drop back down and then i go into the woods and i go another 15 yards closer to him and then 20 minutes nothing another 15 yards closer and he is and i called like twice and he was a hundred percent gobbling randomly like not to my calls he was just doing his thing and there were two other toms in the area as well that were gobbling too within for sure within 100 yards probably within like 60 or 70 of me it's like all right at some point one of you got to come in here yeah. um so then eventually um i just worked my way i think i was 30 yards away from my decoys and and he just i i peeked out one time and he was at like 50 yards and coming so I just crawled back into the woods and just sat and waited. And he just came right to the end of my barrel at 20 yards. So, but he was all strutted up. I, I think he came into, I think he was coming to the decoys to check them out. Yep. Um, but I don't, I don't think it was cause I was a good call or anything. I think he, at some point he just figured out like, ah, oh, what the hell they're still there. I'll go see what she's up to. And I, I just, you know, I had a, I just had a, a half strut Jake and a hen decoy. So yeah. 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 No, that was, that was my story. And, and the thing is like that, and that brings up a good point is because you were saying like Osama doesn't come to decoys, doesn't like calls. Um, and I have no, like uh, I have no idea like what sequences to do and how to do them. I just kind of yelp and hope that it works. So when you guys are out, if you're calling to birds and they're like not responding, then are you guys just like shutting up and not responding either and just staying I mean, quiet? Typically, like early in the year, if they ain't gobbling, we just leave. <laughs> like if they're, if they're not going to talk to us, we just, we just say the hell with them. I mean, we right. typically don't show any sign of patience when it comes no. to turkey hunting. Um, very seldom. Once in a while, we'll sit in the ground blinds just because we set them up on fields where we know birds frequent um, okay. there, you know, we might spend two, three hours sitting in a blind. Um, but other than that, when we're running and gunning and calling, you know, 20 minutes, if nothing's gobbling, we're moving. If we got a bird that starts gobbling and he goes silent on us, we might give him 15, 20 minutes to see if he, you know, shows up silent. If he don't, we just leave. We don't mess around with it. Yeah, <laughs> we have so much ground to, that we can cover. I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, we know there's yeah. numerous birds in other spots. We don't want to waste time where we could be covering more ground somewhere else and getting on something else that yeah. wants to play. Yeah, yeah, no, and that makes sense. And I think like, and that is like kind of the attitude that I take too, just with the large piece of public. Like if I'm calling and nothing responds or I don't hear anything, I'm moving. Yep. And I'm going on. And I think like, I know you guys are, is most of that 30 acre track that you guys kind of do your loop around or 30 mile track. Is that, uh, 
is that mainly private ground or are you guys mixing public in there too? Or it's, yeah, I would say it's probably 80, 80% private. Okay. Um, we hit some public spots, but the majority of it's private land. Gotcha. And is that just like door knocking or do you know those people or? Um, Mike's dad, he owned a small business in the area for several years. Like since actually he's been working at it since he was probably in school. And, uh, so a lot of the rural community in the area knows him and sure. he kind of acquired most of our permission for us. Nice. Like he, he does all the groundwork. Yeah. We call him the lead scout. Ah. He, he's the one that gets us on. How do you, how do you get one of those in your life? <laughs> yeah, we got lucky. Yeah, we got lucky. Yeah. He right. does I, I see why Mansell made the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's, and that's cool. And that's a great strategy though. Like, I mean, that's pretty similar to like, I mean, if you ever look at uh, Corey Jacobson who does like elk 101 type stuff, he's like, I want to find an elk that plays. I don't mm. care about the silent ones. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I, I mean, a lot of people would bitch about that and say, well, they have all this, all this private land to hunt. So they better be killing all these birds. And I think you can do the same with a piece with big pieces of public and if you figure out multiple pieces of public you just drive around and see where the birds are oh yeah. for sure i yeah. mean even though 20 you know we only probably hunt 20 percent public the 20 percent of public that we hunt are, are consistently are good. good year after year yeah I most of my birds off the public we watch here. i mean we watch hunters kind of filter in and out of those spots all season long and we go in there and the beat down and just mop them up. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're only hunting to, from four to seven a.m. and then yeah, get down. Most most turkey yeah. hunters, they yeah they they hunt off the roost and if they don't shoot one, they go home. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. And you can consistently see that our birds that we kill on public are that midday bird. I yeah. mean that you know ten nine ten to yeah. noon one o'clock when those guys exactly what you said get out of the woods, they go home to eat take a nap whatever they're doing and then we slide in there and, and end up killing one <laughs> i think those birds come to realize like all right there's hunting pressure in the mornings but in the middle of the day we're safe out here no one's chasing us in the middle of the day well that's right a lot of the times trying to kill them yeah that's what I, mean, I was wondering the same thing is it like is it kind of one of those things where where a tom he's up in the tree and he's like all right i know i got five ladies over here like, I already know what I'm doing in the morning. I'm going to them ladies over there. Yep. So he gets down and regardless of what the hell we throw at him, he's like, dude, I got, I got women over here that I'm going to. And then after he goes and checks them out and hangs out with them for a couple hours, two, three hours, he ain't getting any. He's like, well, fuck it. I'm out. I'm going to go <laughs> find somewhere else. Yeah. And that's when, that's when you can kill them at that nine, 10, 11 o'clock timeframe. For sure, yeah. especially later in the season when the hens are spending more time on the nest. That's definitely definitely when the birds are more susceptible to calling and more susceptible to the decoys. You know, when the hens are gone nesting and whatnot, that's when you have the best luck with those toms that are kind of just cruising looking for love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's – I and, yeah, I think that's a great point is, is just make sure it – like if you're listening to this and you're trying to kill a turkey in the next couple of weeks – don't give up at 7 a.m. Like yeah. if anything, just start at 8 a.m. <laughs> honest, honest to God. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you got a, you know, two or three hour window to hunt, I would say, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 o'clock is, is the best time. 
screw getting up at 3.30. Like, we, yeah. we say this, I don't know how many times, every year. It's a joke with us. Like, we tell ourselves every week, let's just sleep in because we don't need to get up and roost hunt. Let's just sleep in. <laughs> and every week we get up and roost hunt and get our ass kicked. It's like, <laughs> you know, we don't yeah. learn from it, but. You need the cool, you need the cool like morning footage and. Well, the roost hunts are <laughs> yeah. fun because the birds are gobbling. I mean, you go out yeah. and you hear, you know, six, eight birds gobbling, you know, they might be in the distance or whatever, but the birds are typically gobbling good off the roost. And there's always just that, slight bit of hope that one might come in usually they don't but right i mean it gets you to go the next day you know because you know you're gonna hear birds gobble yeah i think that's a good a good point in the sense of like if you don't know where birds are you need to go in that early time frame if you if you have an idea where they are then you can go a little bit later yeah right do you guys ever notice like man, there have been consistently birds in this field and all of a sudden, like, they're just not here anymore. Yeah, they're transitioning right now with the farmers in the fields. You know, a lot of the fields are getting worked up a little bit earlier this year. Usually it's like fifth season when the, the farmers are in the fields, but uh, it's been a early spring this year and it's been dry lately. So the farmers have been in the fields. A lot of the fields around here anyway are already planted, which is ahead of schedule. And uh, when, when the farmers start working the fields and planting the fields, there's definitely a shift. We've noticed it here the last week or two. A lot of these birds, you know, hung in the same fields for the first three weeks. Now they're moving to different fields after the, you know, fields have been worked. Um, so, yeah, they definitely, they definitely move. Um, okay. We notice that, you know, third, fourth, fifth season, they start moving into areas we haven't seen them all spring. Gotcha. So then, and, and so then when you're going out after those birds, like, are you guys just going like, you're like hit a piece. Do you, when you're doing your, your loop, are you only getting out of the truck if you see a bird or are you getting out of the truck to, to walk in, maybe let out a few calls, see if anything responds and then coming back? Yeah, we're doing, we're still doing the walk and call run and gun stuff. Um, you know, third, fourth, we're kind of this year, we're kind of already saying, screw it on a lot of the setups we're kind of getting mad at some of these birds but yeah we'll go we'll go for walks we'll call see if we can't get one struck up um but you know once we get to that last week when we're doing the beat down it's we don't get out of the truck unless we see one okay typically other than off the roost we'll still you know try to do roost hunts but gotcha so it's essentially like get out there yelp a few times see if they hammer back if they yep. do, we're in it. If they're not. Yep. Yeah. Yelp and cut and, you know, walk 150 yards, do it again. Walk 150 yards, do it again. You know, if you strike out three, four times, go back to the truck, go somewhere else. <laughs> go to the next piece. Yeah. yeah. And there's certain properties that like Mike has figured out over the years that, you know, have been good for that midday. Hey, let's, let's go for a stroll. You know, we might be in there an hour, hour and a half. If we strike out, we do, but a lot of times that we know the bird numbers are there and we know midday they're leaving their hens. Let's get in there. And if, if we get lucky, we get lucky. If not, we just jump back in the truck and move to the next spot. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then with that being said, do you think being able to call is a necessity with turkey hunting? Yeah. 
<laughs> yes and no. I mean, I would and, and keep keep my feelings out of it. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I know I suck. <laughs> I mean, when I started calling, my dad was never a great turkey caller, but he was good enough to call birds in. Okay. And, I mean, frankly, you hear hens in the woods all the time that sound like shit. And then you'll you'll hear hens in the woods that'll make you feel like less of a man also. <laughs> but I don't think it necessary. I don't think you have to be a good caller to kill a turkey. You just have to I think it's more about being in the right place where where that bird feels comfortable coming into an area. Um, okay. I think location is far more important than how good a caller you are. Yeah. And, Got it. So into the to that point is that just essentially finding an area that that bird feels safe in or as frequented? I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think scouting goes a long ways, knowing where those birds feel comfortable and spend their time and then getting in those areas before they get there is definitely key. key. Do you think decoys are a necessity? Yeah. We've got a love hate relationship with decoys. (laughs) Um, There's so many times where they've burned us, but then there's also those hunts where they, you know, the birds come in and kick the shit out of them. And that's kind of with us filming hunts. If it came down to us not filming our hunts, we probably wouldn't use decoys very much at all. Just because I think hunting without decoys, you probably have a better chance of killing birds because there's so many times where birds will see those decoys from 60 yards away and just hold up. And uh, they'll essentially wait for the birds to go to them. And uh, they'll just sit there and strut back and forth and whatnot. Um so if you're not using decoys, it kind of forces them to come closer and look. I mean, because they can, just like a deer, you know, pinpoints a rattling sequence, those turkeys know exactly where that call came from. And if they see a decoy there, they kind of just lock up. And, you know, if they're not in the mood to fight or whatnot, they might just lock up and strut and not come any sure. closer. So, so that could have that could have been the downfall in my hunt too. He could have just been locked up and eventually he just, couldn't take it and felt yeah. like coming in for sure yeah. but the uh, thing is when you have a hunt where you, where they come in and they work to the decoys yeah. and you know come in and beat the shit out of a jake decoy it's hard to go to the woods without a jake decoy you know yeah. especially yeah. Filming. especially filming wise yeah. yeah sure so then so essentially if you don't have decoys you need a call to to get them to you or, I mean, uh, you don't need them, but yeah, I mean, unless you've of... got them patterned, unless yeah. you've got okay. them patterned and you know kind of where they work, then you can obviously sit there and ambush them. But uh, yeah, yeah, I would say you're still going to want to call most times just to kind of get them curious enough to come, you know, check something out. Yeah. And that was so like my family doesn't hunt at all. So I've like all the stuff that I've done is, is through friends and through YouTube and, and whatnot and understanding how to, how to turkey hunt. Um, and that was a big barrier to me for a long time was like, well, I don't know how to call and I don't have decoys. So fuck am I going to do? Just go run around in the woods, chasing <laughs> gobbles. Like, and that's what I ended up doing anyway. And it's fun. It don't yeah. get me wrong. It's a good time. You're just chasing gobbles. Um, yeah. and then trying to spot and stalk, but those things have such good eyes you know, it's hard. Um, you need the right terrain to be able to do it. Yep. But, uh, but yeah. And, and to your point, Brennan, like, I mean, the, the calls that I gave out, I think like the reed was moving around in my mouth and it was terrible. And I still am not that great at it. But, uh, 
but that's, I give myself a little bit of confidence there by like, well, I've heard hens sound like crap. So maybe if I sound like crap, I sound more like a real hen. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just like, yeah, to anybody out there, like decoys aren't a necessity. If you can try to call, you know, get a box call or get a slate call or something. I mean, I like the mouth calls because they just get let your hands be free for everything. Yep, for sure. But, uh, but yeah. All right. So it, the next question that I got here is, uh, if those birds are hanging up, how do you kill them bastards? <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with a dominator week six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you yeah. get, you killed that. I mean, the one that I just said uh, a while back with the messed up tail fan, you, he yeah. hung up. Yeah, right. so we we hunted him. Aaron had a tag first week. Yeah, we we actually hunted that bird first week, and uh, it's kind of a unique piece. There's pasture to the south, and then there's a small egg field to the north, and then in between there's a snowmobile trail. So it's a a logging road essentially that's a hundred yards long by ten yards wide. But those birds they come back and forth between the pasture and that field a lot and they go right down that trail. So we hunted him first week with Aaron and he was with another another strutter and they got, you know, probably 70, 60, 70 yards away and they just hung up. They saw they seen the decoys and they just sat there strutted and gobbled for probably a half hour. Didn't want to come any closer. So we ended up I think we ran into him one other time might have been third week. I don't remember. I feel like that was the third play we made on them. Mike maybe messed with them. Oh, yeah, we hunted them off the roost. Yeah, and they were decoy shy again. So what we did, they weren't to the point. It never worked. (laughs) They weren't to the point where they didn't want anything to do with the decoys, but they wanted to keep their distance from the decoys. Okay. So we went in and killed them. We actually set the decoys probably 40 yards back behind us out in the pasture where we knew they'd see them if they came down that road, but we sat up in a spot where once they got to where they seen the decoys, we could kill them. So we kind of played them to gotcha. hang, and that's, that's exactly what they did. He comes coming right down the road, just like we figured he would. He got to where he could see the decoys and he just sat there and strutted and gobbled. And, but when he did that, he was only 35, 40 yards from me. So <laughs> we got him. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah no and that's a great that is a great point is essentially like if they're hanging up and you want to hunt that same bird again probably going to hang up again like yeah set the decoys behind you and wait for them or set up in a spot where uh where when they like come up because like, he was kind of on that little hill it was like a little knob right wise yep yep so when he came up on that that's where he saw the decoys but you could also shoot that yeah. And a lot of times if you're hunting with a buddy and you got a, an extra guy that could drop back, you know, 50, 75 yards behind you and call and make it sound like the hen's going away from them. It's, you know, a lot of times that'll work great to suck one in, uh, close, you know, to the shooter almost, yeah. you know, they do that elk hunting all the time where they have a drop back caller. Yeah. That's very effective for turkeys too. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm sure like, I know I've had problems with that too it's just like they sit out there and you're like why why (laughs) right um oh it's a great piece of advice um (laughs) uh, i got another question here but 
yeah, I guess we can wrap it up. These are a couple of wrap up. This is a wrap up question. Um, do you know anyone who actually waits for a more mature turkey? Jakes don't <laughs> count. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> a Tom's a Tom, you know. Brennan, Brennan has a 16 pound bird this year, so he definitely doesn't wait for a mature bird. <laughs> hey, that bird I shot. <laughs> The 16 pounder had, I think, probably the second biggest spurs of any of the birds we killed this year. He was just <laughs> Whatever you want to justify it, man. Whatever. If it's a no, time, I... he's getting shot. What is, yeah. What did you say at the, the end of that video? It made me laugh. You're like, do I get a dunce award uh, <laughs> or something like that? Yeah. yeah. I've only seen one Tom lighter than that. Mark shot one when we were in high school. I think that was like 15 pounds, but. Uh, yeah, that bird I shot last week was like 16.4, I think. Just, just a little guy. A little guy. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. All right, so last question that I got, and then we can cut off. We're about like 50 minutes right here, 50-ish minutes. Um, so if you guys had one piece of advice to give to somebody that was having issues trying to kill a turkey, trying to kill their first bird, what would – Brennan, you go first. JP, you go second. What what uh, what piece of advice would you give them? I'd say uh, try hunting all different times of the day. Don't just put all your eggs in a basket for a roost hunt. You know, you can try a roost hunt. If it don't work out, don't get discouraged. Um, really hit those midday hours. And now that Wisconsin years ago, they it used to get cut off at noon. Now you can hunt them all day long those evening hunts are just as productive as the morning hunts a lot of the time. So I guess my best piece of advice is, you know, try hunting as often as you can and, and don't think that you can only kill birds off the roost. Nice. Good one. And then uh, I would have to say, I would probably say just make sure you do your scouting, you know, that, that pre season, whatever season you have, get out, do some scouting and if at all possible, have a couple of different locations that you can go to and, and have birds at, you know, a lot of people I talk yeah. to, they're like, oh, well, you know, grandpa has 40 acres. Well, are there birds there? Cause if there's not birds there, you're going to have a tough season. <laughs> you know what I mean? But a lot yeah. of people just figure that turkeys are everywhere. You know, if I got a piece of woods and I got some egg fields around it, birds are going to be there. And that's not always the case. So I would, I would definitely do my research, you know, whether it be public land, private land, just have plenty of ground that you can cover, you know, to put you in the best scenario, you know? Yeah. So. No, that, yeah, that's a great point is multiple locations, multiple spots, and then hunt them all the time throughout the day. And I'm sitting here listening to you guys say that. And I, and I got this, I got a bird that has eluded me for probably years, like you say, when I walk in to this piece of public, there's always a couple of fields that you can like, you come up over a rise and whatnot. You got these hills and you can look down these field edges. And a lot of times there's a bird on one of them and he always, he goes into the swamp to strut and call and everything, but you always catch them right on this edge at like seven, eight in the morning. And I think that's going to be my first stop for my last season is just like setting up right in that corner and see if he comes because that bird uh two years last year actually he ended up we were walking across a burnt crp field 
just flat out burnt with the sun at our back. We came over the hill and there he was just right there, <laughs> like 40 yards um, on the, on this point of this woods, literally sat down, cameraman sat down with a tripod and I had my fucking bow of all things. All right. <laughs> and, and, and I lay down and my buddy sits down with the tripod, like essentially in his lap. This bird looks at us. We didn't even call, just starts coming at us full strut in the middle of a burnt field. And we're just sitting there like, what in the hell is going on here? And I ended up, I ended up whipping a shot at him as he was running at like 60 yards. Totally, totally <laughs> he like, he came up, he came up to 20 yards or so, uh, full strut. And he walked parallel, just kind of in a half circle around me, probably like 20, another 20 yards, just like full strut. And he would, and when he turned to come back, he turned and faced me rather than turning away from me, turned and faced me and came back. And he was going to come and he was coming closer and closer. And I was like, man, this jig is going to be up so soon. <laughs> He's going to figure out that we are not turkeys. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, I just, it didn't work out, but he is, he is in a very specific area that holds birds kind of every year. And at, to your guys' point, you know, I haven't really sat back and analyzed turkeys like I have deer before, but it seems like, like I have this loop that I do and you end up just running into birds at like 10 AM, like, holy crap. And, and it's like, well, that's a good spot for 10 AM, you know? For sure. Yeah. And it happened already this year after I killed that bird that I did this year on my way back, I hit uh, a Tom and a couple of hens in that CRP field, busting them out, but they were in that same spot. So all right. Well, that's all I got. You guys got what? Three weeks. You guys are, are both of you hunting. Do you both of you have tags over the next three weeks? No, I'm done for the year. I think okay. yeah, I got a tag yet here for season. We're going to try to get out tomorrow again and fill that. And then uh, I don't know how much hunting we're going to do during the fifth week, but six week we'll be hitting it pretty hard. Are you two just hanging out? Or are you two? Mike's Mike's on a vacay with his wife. He's going to be home. I think sometime mid to late week so uh he'll be back we're kind of crashing at his dad's place hunting around here right now so nice <laughs> yeah. yeah drink all that free free beer that's yeah. right damn right <laughs> uh all right well hey good luck good luck the rest of the season and if people want to find you it's bptv uh, yeah instagram is bpoint tv uh we're on facebook uh, check out our YouTube channel. Just search the Breaking Point TV. You'll find it. We've got all of our deer hunting stuff, all of our turkey hunting stuff. We're running a semi-live series on there uh, with our week-to-week -week action turkey hunting. So yeah, that's YouTube's probably the best best location to find all of our video stuff. Okay, awesome. And real quick before we sign off, I just have to say that this podcast is brought to you by Arrow Hunter Saddles. Saddle hunting, the thing that Brennan loves more than anything in the world. Uh, so, and that is a total joke. Brennan does not. <laughs> Brennan does not like the tree diaper. I do. <laughs> so, uh, but seriously, you guys, if you're listening to this and you want to get into saddle hunting, just take a look at Arrow Hunter. Um, I really like them. They're made in the U.S., extremely customizable. And if nothing else, you're going to buy a really nice safety harness that doesn't have the shoulder straps or the neck strap behind you that impedes you when you draw your bow. Because that always sucks when you're trying to draw it on a deer and you got that neck strap behind you. 
So anyway, if you're looking into saddles, check out Arrow Hunter. Um, definitely a great company. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you would leave a review, I'd greatly appreciate that. And certainly subscribe. And we will catch you next time.